referencing the article, I think, as long as I remember the name of the concept. Vertical commerce. <laughs> um, welcome to Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And we are once again at the original Alps Pancake House on Elston and Irving Park in Chicago. And we are neither eating pancakes uh, nor in a town. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with the nor part of that. <laughs> like, nor, okay, in a town. There right. you go. But you are wearing your Pancake Town pin. I am because from rep, I forgot to pins. take it off. I love it. I'm I like, love that little This pancakes. will just be my pancake it's so cute. vest. Yeah, it's your Pancake Town uniform. Yeah. We should get t-shirts made. Well I've been it. carrying around the Pancake Town postcards. Good. In case. And handing them to random strangers. No, but in case it comes up, like, I have a podcast. Yeah. Here, I listen be, to it. Yeah, why am I not doing that? That's a good tidbit for people. Always have cards with you. Always. Well, I think we all have our own I mean, business I have my cards, business cards. For sure. But yeah, I don't have any show of hands cards on me right now. How retarded is that? That is. Yeah, that's dumb. I should have a giant crate of that. I mean, I have a giant crate in my house, but I don't have any in my bag right now. That's really stupid. Um, okay, so Michelle has a really weird, abstract <laughs> topic to talk about. I don't think it's abstract. But then once we started okay. talking about it, I was like, okay, no, I'm on board. I can talk about this. So if you're one of the, like, five people that follows our Twitter account, um, which <laughs> I have... the five people that follow it, isn't there? It's it's not good. It's not high. No. Um, I did retweet this at some point. Um, uh, it was an article on Lumi.com. Oh, right. Because yeah. they have an amazing blog and a podcast. Yep. Which they totally don't need to do. They can just sell their... They yeah, do um, helps, branded right? packaging. Yes. Like custom branded packaging. And yeah. that's where I've been buying my env- mailing envelopes. Um... Uh, but they, they're they putting a lot of effort into writing articles about um, small business and shit. I like that. Um, and this one was about this kind of new business concept that is being called vertical commerce, which always reminds Instead me of... Instead of the dreaded horizontal commerce <laughs> that we all talk about all the time. Um, no, no it right? keeps reminding me of um, a 30 Rock episode where, like, Liz m- makes up this um, term called, like, vertical integration something something, and she's, like, actually exactly right. Like, Jack's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Working um, on my night cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I could remember the exact thing. We'll look um, it up. We'll make a note. Something Let's about make vertical note integration. Um... I like vertical Anyhow, integration something something. I keep wanting to call it vertical integration, which is the problem. It's called vertical commerce, and it is um, referring to companies that sell their product direct to the consumer, like, only. So companies like Warby Parker or Casper Mattresses, I should have come up with a third reference because... You're supposed to list shit in threes, right? Um, um uh, I can't think of another one. God damn it! All birds, the shoes What's that I'm wearing. Birds? Oh, they they only yeah. sell. For, yeah. Okay, they're like you can't buy them on Zappos. So most of these shoe store. companies um, started on the internet. Yeah. Um, and maybe still only exist on the internet. But the idea is that they have their product made with their brand and they sell it exclusively themselves. Direct it's not wholesale. Yeah. So they're cutting out that need to mark things up yeah. a second time. Yeah. Like when Emily and I are always talking about the um, our wholesale prices, yeah. they don't really have that. Yeah, it's one price direct to the right. consumer. And I don't think they're exactly like selling at wholesale price. They're, it's got to be somewhere in between. Yeah. Like if I were to... They're able to offer like a discount on a what slight, the market rate might be. It's a slight be, discount. Yeah. But also they're controlling Because they have to the, be competitive. Yeah, they have to be competitive within their market. Right. But, um, so maybe 
what it actually is is it's giving the consumer a, a slight discount, yeah. but it's giving them more profit margin. Right, because they're not taking half their sales and right. basically giving stores a 50% discount. However, and I've said this before, um, there is a problem in um, being the only source of your income is selling direct from your website or your physical shop. Yeah, it's putting all your eggs in one basket. Right. Yeah. So you have to have incredible marketing and PR and a social media presence. Um, Like, word of mouth has got to spread like crazy, which is why if you listen to any podcast, you're hearing, actually, like, I think all of the ads, that snack box or whatever. Yes. Did I get Nature, that right? Nature Box? Nature Box. Yeah. I think is probably considered Are we gonna get a vertical com- for saying that now? I I would love <laughs> to eventually do ads only for companies that like we I know, really right? feel yes. good about. So yeah. like ShipStation, call us because I yeah. love ShipStation. Call us. Yep. Shopify. Shopify. Call us. I actually applied to be a Shopify like Oh, like um, an ambassador. Yeah. Nice. And I got turned down. <laughs> they were like, no, thank you. You're small peanuts. Have yeah. a nice day. Yeah. That's fine. Because um, you had to say, like, you had to basically have a business that is um Well, they want you to that. be as impressive as, like, they, you know, they want it to they be wanted like, me to check have out this lady. a website where I promote other things. Where oh, I promote yeah, things, yeah, yeah. Like, and they ask, like, an example of you promoting other business. I'm like, this would be my first. <laughs> You're like, nothing. I don't do any of that shit. And they're like, sorry. Um, <laughs> we don't need you. But I figured, why not try? Oh, of course. Yeah. You never know what those kind Um, so, back to vertical commerce. I don't know. It's just, it's something I, I'm interested in hearing what other people think about these companies and um well and also like how it does seem a little bit like a fad at the moment and so like is is this the new wave of the economy or is this just in a couple years we're gonna be like remember when there was like companies just selling mattresses in the mail yeah like is you know is it a fad or is it a legit I don't know I think um, way of doing business maybe with like all businesses and business trends like a whole bunch of them all appear on the market and the small handful at the top survives right I mean, it is kind of like the whole, like, the dot-com boom. Like, when yeah. there was a million, like, when everybody was like, oh, my God, a web- you have a website? Oh, my God. Like, whereas now, it's like, who doesn't have a website? Right. So, it's kind of that feeling. I mean, it's the same as Etsy happening and it being, like, literally no one had a website where they could sell their stuff online. And now, who literally, who doesn't have an Etsy shop? Right. And actually, the... Me. Reminds me, <laughs> Etsy brought back the um, the visitor, no, um, the view stats. Oh, Or yeah. they got rid of view yeah. stats and changed it to just visitor. Yeah. Now they have both again. Oh, good. Because obviously yeah, people freaked sure. out because you used to see, oh, you had 60 views a day, and now all of a sudden it says six visitors. Right. And you're like, what? Yeah. What happened? Like, I'm failing. And I but get it that real. they're like, this is more important, but people are like, I don't care. I want to see that higher number. Absolutely. So they brought it back. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it so is. So I guess that's encouraging. That's why wise. Instagram did the thing with the videos where now you only see how many views a video has had, not how many likes. Because people would rather see... I remember the likes on They would videos. rather have a bigger yeah. number. You, yeah. People would rather see 300 views and than they would 12 likes. Mm. I think Which fine. See the I actually feel like the videos are a good gauge of like how much interaction is legitimately happening on your Instagram feed. No, you're probably right. Because when you post something, especially like I feel this on show of hands, when I'm posting, I'll post something and we have like 3,600 followers and then like 26 people like it. And I'm like, did only 26 people see that picture? And then. You real like when you post a video like 470 views and I'm like okay yeah. that's more like it thank yeah. you <laughs> like that makes me feel better. Um, 
Oh, well, and speaking of Instagram, the uh, company we're just talking about, I saw their Instagram ad, um, Brandless. Yes. Um, I think would also be considered yeah. vertical like commerce. Direct, yeah. um, they even have, like, a little um, graphic on their website that shows how um, businesses normally work. Yeah. And then how their business works, which That's is basically skipping over yeah, a couple of markups. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things it in between. It sounds like such a great idea. Oh, I'm hitting the table. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> We've been disciplined about tapping the table. That table we both, noise. We both make fidget sounds when we're recording. So I was I'm like to, holding my other hand. I was trying to tell Michelle to not to tap the table with her hands. And then I just like slammed my Oh my, my god, the traffic the light was out and flashing, and then it went back on and was fine, and now it's out again. Should we do a bonus episode where we narrate this the um, traffic six patterns? corner uh, I know, light This is an insane situation. And everyone, like pedestrians, are gonna die. These people should not be crossing the street right here. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to cross. Yeah. You know, it, it was working when I crossed it was working because I got ago. my lights. Um, Something's going on with it. I think maybe somebody's doing construction nearby and it's getting disconnected or something. Hmm. A cop went by before. I thought he was here for that, but he left. He kept going. <laughs> he was like, oh, the light's out. Bye. I'm going to go look for speeders, I guess. <laughs> Not going to worry about this dangerous traffic situation that's happening. Um, so... I feel like most of the ads that we see now mm-hmm. on Instagram, which are, oh my god, so often, I feel like most of those are this type of company. Yeah. Most of I the mean, ones we is... see are this, I mean, that's kind of their bread and butter, I guess, is like, yeah. if you're going to advertise, what are people looking at more constantly than their Instagram feeds? And so I feel like 90% of those ads are things like that, where it's like, a, a one-off product or a line of products that are coming directly from that business. It's not It's not Target. It's not Target saying, right. come buy these shoes. It's literally the shoe company saying, here's a 15% off right. free ship or whatever. Um, damn it. I just read about some company that got bought by another big company, and I, I was concerned about how... How it would change things. Yeah, and I can't remember it. I get the emails from Cranes Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I always find out about these the business, business, business happenings. Things. It's actually yeah. a really good mailing list to be on. I feel like I'm like up to date on yeah. shit that's happening that I can't remember and now I can't look up because I turned the internet off of my phone. <laughs> It is interesting to think about, like, different ways of doing business, like, especially when we're all kind of trying to figure out, like, what makes us the most money and what works the best for, like, the longevity of our company. I want to be able to change as the retail yeah. climate is changing. Well, because so there is that idea, this. like, there is the nervousness, especially in Chicago, of, like, you know... If you're somebody that is selling to five or six or seven or 12 stores and within a couple years, half of them go out of business. Oh, yeah. Like, where does that leave you if if you've put all your eggs in the consignment basket or if you've put, you know, and so it does something like this that is directing all of your sales into just one channel is really nerve-wracking. Like, that scares me a little bit yeah. because it's like then you're never... You're never sure, like, well, what if you've dumped all your energy and money into that avenue and then that fails? I've, then are you out of business yeah. or do you, are you able to pick up the pieces and be like, oh, ne- wait, never mind, back to wholesale? Like, I mean, that's kind of what well, I you did. You change your, <laughs> but you didn't like change your pricing, you know? Like, that's true. I didn't. This, this would involve a change in prices, yeah. I think. I mean, I've, I definitely feel like my product business kind of went dormant for a couple of years mm-hmm. and now I'm just like trying to bring it back like now I'm just like in a weird way starting over again but I think starting over again is good yeah I mean I feel like it I feel like it's the best it's the best thing 
given the circumstances, it makes me really nervous where I feel like I shouldn't necessarily be nervous. But I also feel it's kind of an advantage that I have where it's like, oh, I'm being given like a second chance to kind of like relaunch all of this and go at wholesale knowing, having 10 years of experience. Whereas 10 years ago, I was like, what am I doing? Oh, I'm supposed to have terms? I'm supposed to have a return policy? Oh, some, the store screwed me over? Oh, I didn't know that would happen. And now I'm like, oh yeah, try to fuck with me. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I know um, what's going on now. You have to do wholesale because I think it's hard to sell cards online. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I occasionally will buy cards online. And I make, uh, I'll go through my head and be like, okay, what other events do I have coming up? How many cards can yeah, I get to, at one time? Because you don't buy a card online. I mean, I don't even have that. That's one of my struggles with my online shop is things like that where I want to have back end integration that allows someone to see all of my individual cards and and choose like a bundle and, mm-hmm. and purchase I want people to be able to go to an individual listing and look at a card as an individual card but I also the reality is is no one's buying just that card right. no no one's going to pay the $4 in shipping that I would need to charge them yeah. for that one card right. so it it's only in my best interest to make it easy for them to buy six at a time or 12 at a time or get a pack that I've made or buy, you know, um, and most of my online sales are going to be prints. Like they're not, they're not going to be card. They might be card packs. They might be thank you card boxes. Yeah. But I have to make, I have to adapt to what I know customers will buy, which is like a sampler pack or a pick six for a cheaper price. And then that makes the shipping worth it. It makes the time worth it. Um, but yeah, selling individual cards yeah. works so much better in a card shop where someone is there shopping and buying other things and then buys a birthday card. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I could consider the the idea of um, selling only direct to customers, but that sounds... It's the opposite of how I've been doing things. Yeah. It's always like, how many revenue streams can I have? Yeah, that's the other thing, thing, is you have to remember not to... Like, on the one hand, yes, having one avenue might be simplified, but on the opposite end of the spectrum is the worry that you're, like, spreading yourself too thin Mm -hmm. if you're doing 15 different things. Um... But yeah, it's kind of that weird... I do feel like my path is going to be... Online will be there, direct customer will be there. I will do events occasionally where I'm literally physically handing someone product. I would say 75% of my revenue is going to be wholesale. And then a small amount is going to be online. And honestly, that's only going to be present... Because why wouldn't why wouldn't I have that? Like if I'm gonna do all the work of having a wholesale setup and having all these products, I might as well also sell directly to people on my website. Right, especially if you can find a way to use the same listing. Yes. For both. Yeah. Like on Etsy, it's a single listing. Right. That and then you, you can say is retail, wholesale, or retail and wholesale. Right. I need to. Can you can you on there set it up? like different structures of things like can you say like if I put a card like if I put you know this shit is bananas card on there as an item mm-hmm. and I want to be able to on the retail side mm-hmm. that's a single card yeah. you can buy yeah. or it's a add this to a six pack that you made and then wholesale it's you have to buy six yes. of these yes. individually you set the minimum for or wholesale or you have to buy five or six uh, 12 pa- or 10 packs. Oh my god, I'm making up numbers now. Or you have to buy X number of boxed cards of that item. Um, I don't know about making... I There's a minimum um, 
purchase uh, option for wholesale. Because I don't know, like some of my stuff is more complicated. Like some, most of my individual cards, I don't sell as box sets. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants, nobody's gonna buy a six pack of sh- the shit's bananas cards. No, they're just gonna buy six of them. Yeah. If they want six of them. Yeah. But tons of people will buy. Stores will buy individual thank you cards, but also want those same thank you cards as six packs. So I have to figure out like. Do I have to make double listings of things to make single card sales and then a separate listing for box card sales? Like, that's the complicated shit. Yeah, I don't know. And so then sometimes I'm like, why would I do all of this mess in Etsy when, like, it's going to be just as much work for me to do my own thing on my own site and then double my listings? Um, And be like, this is the wholesale site and this is the retail site. And you go here. Um, people are going to stumble upon your work more likely. Yes. Um, That is true. That's probably the bigger, the biggest plus to that. And I guess if we're talking about wholesale again, which which damn, we're always talking about wholesale. Oh, you can't really talk about Um, the vertical. No. What is it called again? I wanted to say integration too. Let's just call it vertical integration. Oh, vertical commerce. Yeah. Um, You can't uh, talk about that without talking about the alternatives of it, which is selling wholesale. Wholesale. Um, I talked about. Being it's getting, it's getting way louder in here, by the way. It's getting popping. I don't know why. Silverware party. There's no one else. Yeah, there's just silverware. Happening. Management's getting crazy. Um, uh, I mentioned Indigo Fair several episodes oh, ago, right. like right when I had signed up. Yeah. Um, and they've definitely been pushing things for the holidays, I think, because I've gotten. I don't know, five orders in the last week. Oh, And wow. they've all been tiny, though. But still, that's something. Which is like, okay, I guess it's my foot in the door yeah. with the store. Yeah. I think it's so funny because when I get a new store on Etsy Wholesale, usually they order a lot more than that. Yeah. These are people, like, just hitting the minimum or going a little above the minimum, which I've never experienced before. And it's like, really? Okay, whatever. Um, but... I worry about um, a lot of these companies because, like, they're only making 15% off of my orders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I think about um, how Etsy has managed to survive only taking... 3% 3% of my wholesale orders and whatever, yeah. 20 cents a listing plus. Does Etsy take something on top of I know sales? that at some point they took, didn't they used to take the money when you listed something and now they only take that listing cost when you sell that item? Isn't that a thing? Yes. Um, no, wait. Um, it's right? the, um, if you want to put 10 of an item. Oh, they don't charge you times ten. Right. They just they charge just you as twenty cents as it. as a list as it gets relisted. Got it. Um you have to um have a lot of vendors that are making money from your site yes. to be able to survive and on I, that low of a like yeah. I I want Indigo Fair to do really well. But yeah. that's gonna involve getting more vendors on their site and getting all of us more orders. Right. Because they're doing all of the work. Yeah. And maybe, I I mean, I hope it's their goal to make a a vendor interface so that I have to do some work. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Because I want them to survive. Or they could make that an option where it's like you pay more, we take more percentage if we're doing the work. Yeah. And you can opt. You can say well, even I would like twelve I would like you to only take twelve percent and I'm gonna do the at uploading this point, and everything. I would be fine um, if they're promoting me, giving them fifteen percent and me uploading new stuff because they've done the bulk of the work for me already. Yeah. yeah. This would just be me four times a year going in and adding collections. But like the other day, I came, I'm coming close to selling out of something that hasn't even launched retail yet, which is a huge bummer. Um, and I had to send an email saying, hey, can you pull this? Yeah. It's, it's too close to selling out. Yeah. And then I spent... Um, I don't know, three hours a day for the last couple days trying to track down more of this vintage chain that I'm never going to find. (laughs) 
Um, and I'm like super stressed out about, but oh well, that's always it's part of the it is part of the deal. Um, yeah, I think I mean I feel like my plan of attack at this point is that I'm gonna do things almost entirely on my own to start. Like, I'm not gonna look for a rep. I'm not going to use Etsy or Etsy Wholesale. I'm gonna have shit be on my website. I'm going to direct mail, market the shit out of it. Um, I'm going to do a lot of reach out to stores that I've already worked with in the past. Um, I'm gonna send a hell of a lot of samples to people, just blindly. And then I'm going to see how that goes. Like, I'm going to do that first and then give myself a deadline. Like, give myself some sort of, like, this many months and then reevaluate and be like, did I get three accounts out of this or did I get 30 accounts out of this? And if I got 30, then I'm going to keep on going that way. And if I got three, then I'm going to go, all right, maybe I need maybe this this route doesn't work and let's try Etsy Wholesale or let's try something like Indigo Fair or let's yeah. try f- getting a small rep that can just do Chicago and the Midwest and see if that turns into something. Because at this point I like the idea of having control over all the aspects of it yeah. and then once it grows like once I get my foot like once I get my feet wet again and I've established myself as like hey I have this many stores now I have a catalog I'm ready to go I'm making new product then I feel like I'd be ready to be like hey other person other company can you help me make this bigger because right now I'm just like I feel like there's a certain amount that I can do to get started completely on my own and if I'm wrong, maybe, you know, I could be totally yeah. wrong. I mean, I've kind of gone the opposite route. Yeah. After using Etsy Wholesale for a couple of years, I built the wholesale stuff on Shopify, and I've had good success transitioning customers yeah. to that, yeah. and that's an extra 3% in my pocket. Yeah. So. And it's also keeping people, I feel like as much as you can make people be on your website and yeah. not someone yeah, yeah. else's website. Yeah. That's even yeah. even if that doesn't mean direct things like more money spent, it kind of over the long term it just gives people a different impression of you. Like as much as it's great that people might find you on Etsy, I feel like the goal should always be to move that person to your site and deal with you exclusively. True, but if, like if that's something that you can manage. I recognize how easy it would be for a shop owner to just log into their Etsy wholesale thing and manage all of yeah, their orders. No, I know. Which is why I, I plan to always keep yeah, that as an people, option. If, if that's how people have found you and that and you have good customers on there and that's how they prefer to I think buy it's from a little you. easier to use than my current Shopify setup. Yeah. And um, I mean that is true. Yeah. It is I can see that especially if you're a store that orders from, you know, 10, 15, 20 different people all through and you can Etsy. see all of your you can orders manage everything yeah. together. It also kind of when they're like, oh, I'm gonna, I wanted to order more from Michelle Starbuck. I'm gonna go log into my Etsy account and order from her. And then guess what? Someone else might benefit from her ju- just being on that thing and going, oh, and I should order more cards from Orange yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. She's just in my list here. I yeah, totally yeah. forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I'm here, I might as well just throw that on as well. So yeah, there is that benefit. And it makes me benefit. feel like there's room for more Etsy wholesale, more Indigo Fair. Yes, you know, like, for sure. When that market has been created now, I mean, Indigo Fair clearly has come from both the world of reps mm-hmm. and Etsy Wholesale being successful. And they've they've been going to trade shows. That's smart. That's um, good. And have, like, a little table and passing out their information. Yeah, that's great. Um, Where are they located? San Francisco. Okay. Um... I think somewhere around yeah, that somewhere area. in Northern California. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of that. And if there are other ones popping up, I would totally look yeah, into those. Yeah, if anybody also. listening has 
has worked with any other companies like this or, or reps or other things like Etsy Wholesale or if you've had really good experience with Etsy Wholesale or bad experience with or Etsy Wholesale. Or if you just realized that you're kind of doing this vertical commerce Yeah, thing and you didn't on your even own, know right? it. Yeah, definitely shoot us emails about it because we like we'll pro- I mean there's no way we're not going to keep talking about these kind of things we keep coming back to it anyway because it's on both of our minds all well, the time on, <laughs> like you were saying the stores are um, closing all the time like I look at my list of stores to contact and a whole bunch in yeah. the one column say close and on top of on top of stores just closing yeah they're very yeah his voice in particular is very loud um, I think he's trying to get on the podcast yeah he just wants to be on the podcast everybody does um I was think I was thinking that like not only do people have the worry about stores just up and closing, there's also the worry that like stores completely have to change what they sell or how they sell things. Like a store that might have been your best store for a long time might suddenly realize like oh I don't this is too much this is too high risk or too yeah or I'm not making enough money off of you and so or I'm gonna something switch new to comes this. along that's selling better and faster yeah. or if somebody comes along and they didn't really have a whole lot of loyalty to you in the first place yeah. and now they're like you know what we're just not selling jewelry anymore or you know what I found this other jewelry vendor that's similar to you and her prices are lower yeah. like you never know when a store could just stop ordering from you. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I don't like being pushy or anything because I get what it's like to run a store. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just... It is hard because there isn't there isn't a whole lot that you can rely on. Like there's not a whole lot except for yourself. Like except for your right. So now we're back to your own website and selling direct to customers. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> it is interesting to think about, though. I mean, I think you just have to. I think you have to remember that nothing is a fixed situation. That it's okay to constantly be like pulling back on wholesale and then pushing it and then not having so much attention put on your own website and then relaunching it every two years and that you know like having a sale on there like you have to remember that it's not always going to be the same no it's it's thing over and over again um but i mean i've been making a conscious effort to put my time and energy into my website because i am worried about <laughs> um, wholesale and consignment because yeah stores close and it yeah. feels like every single day I'm seeing Amazon acquired this and oh. we're going to be walking down the street and it's going to be the Amazon this store and the Amazon that store and um, it's terrifying yeah. that's totally terrifying I hope that's not what's going to happen. It, I also kind of see that as like, yes, that's probably true, but also kind of the pendulum swing of the more the more of that stuff that happens, the more kind of angry people are when like that dumb Amazon bookstore opens on Southport, and you're just and like, oh my god, half the people post things that are like, I'm at Stumptown Coffee drinking coffee while I'm sitting in the Amazon bookstore. Isn't this great? And then the rest of us are like, you're the devil. Like, what is wrong with you? It's gotten worse. You know that corner there is now a Citibank slash coffee shop. Shut up. Remember when what was it called? Safari or something hmm. yeah. was where Dumb Jenny's is now that mm-hmm. I'm sorry everyone wake up that logo says penis everyone what? wake up go I can't picture right it. now what? and look at the Jenny's logo and tell me it does not say penis I'm sorry <laughs> this is coming from a graphic designer um I can't I cannot look at it without so you think that seeing Jay looks like a P the whole word if you just look at it and don't know it says Jenny's well, it's it just one just, letter off, It right? just says penis. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone is king for that. No, I literally no. the first time that company existed when they when they just Wait, showed have up. Wait, had their ice cream? It's very good. Oh no, it's very good. Yeah. But their logo says king. <laughs> and, a, and a terrible designer did not sit in a boardroom and put that up on the wall. And I guarantee you, three of the people in that room wanted to raise their hand and go, "You guys know what that says, right?" I've like, never you guys heard know. your opinion on this before. Oh, Josh has. Um, <laughs> oh, really? A lot. I just, I can't even like I can't even look at it because every time like and we'll literally oh, if we I'm pass so it if we pass a Jenny's or see it at the grocery store or something I'm just like oh look Josh penis ice cream and he's just like oh my god shut up. <laughs> um, everyone Google it right now. How the hell um, did we just get on that? Oh Southport. Because we're talking about Southport. Yeah no we went but on Southport the other day and I, I said this. This is literally hell on earth. I do think that I don't know that it will help sustain all of us, but I do think that there's a small amount of like a pendulum swing where like the more that kind of bullshit happens, the more people crave independent local businesses, the more people want to go to right. an event like so. Show of Hands, so. the more they want to go to a craft show, the more they want to go, hey, you know what? I could buy a bunch of Christmas presents just on Amazon and have them shipped to my house, or I could just put a little bit more effort into it, and because I don't, it, it doesn't feel good that I live a couple blocks from Southport and there's a dumb Citibank slash coffee shop in an Amazon bookstore where there used to be seven independently owned awesome businesses. Like, that feels bad to me, and I don't like that. So I'm going to try in my own little way to help that situation not continue to happen. So, I mean, I hope that that's a real thing. I hope that, like... There's some amount of... I mean, it might be two steps forward, or one step forward, two yeah. steps yeah, back, yeah. but I, I, I've got to... I've got to have a little bit... I mean, I, I have to quit everything I'm doing if I don't have a little bit of faith in that idea because, like, everything I work towards is, like, hoping that small businesses succeed and hoping that independent makers can have... can sustain themselves forever and ever. And if we are just living in a world where Amazon's going to take over all of our lives and all of us are going to have to go work for Amazon instead of make the things we're making, uh, like, I don't want to think... I can't, I can't think about that. It makes me so... Depressed. <laughs> I do think that oh, they're, um, they're way louder than we are, and we're trying to record. <laughs> um, I think that every time some bit of new technology comes out, that there's always a pushback. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, for everyone that's like, like having their meals delivered, there's someone who's focused yeah. on making everything from fucking scratch. Right. And like bringing you to a farmhouse where we all sit around yeah, and yeah, commune yeah. with one like, another. Like, hey, I, yeah. I mean, X, X number of years ago, I don't know how many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, like Bill Gates made that famous statement about how in X number of years, we would be a paperless society and that there would be no more mail there would be no more um, greeting cards there would be no more book printed books there would be no more printed promotional material that's obviously bullshit yeah I, I actually worry about books and bookstores I, I work at a print shop that cannot handle the amount of work that is being sent to it on a daily basis like the the idea that technology will erase certain things is just not true. Um, and I'd like to think the same about the internet and e-commerce yeah. and giant corporations. That there's, a, yes, it seems like, you know, an unstoppable force, but it's also, like, that's it's not true. Like, that's not, there's a certain amount of... You just have to remember that you're not the ma the majority, and that's okay. Well, um, I think that if you're going to own a physical store right now, that 
best of luck. That you do have to sell your products online also because yeah. you have a you social media account and you're posting these things that are in your store and now you're not just reaching the city you're in, you're reaching the yeah. entire country, the entire world. And if someone and in those Finland wants want to buy to that you necklace, you, yeah. should, you should want to sell that right. necklace to them. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So I mean, it is a way... Things I mean, have changed and we do have to change with it. Yes. But can we hold on to... Yeah, can you hold on yeah. to what it's really about and not decide that, like, oh, this is way easier if I just close up my door, my shop and sit in a warehouse and just hire a distribution center to fulfill these orders. Like, yeah, sure, you could do that, absolutely. But is that the point? Is that what you wanted? Is that why you opened the store in the first place? I mean, I'm curious to follow this trend um, and see how long these stores last because I think the article states that most of these stores are in, like, five years of business. Yeah. Um, and... The bit of the email that I did actually listen to um, said that um, most stores will fail within their first five years. Yeah. And um, then he says something like, "Don't get too excited if you've made it to ten Six years, years because yeah. a, another percentage will still fail after ten years." I mean, it is really interesting to think about. Like a lot of people have asked me, like especially once I, oh my. God, God. He's so loud. He doesn't look like his voice would carry, but it does. He just saw me holding He's my hand in front of the mic and was shit. like, huh? Um, yeah, if anybody speaks whatever language he's speaking, I'd love to hear what he's saying. Oh, that wasn't um, English. He no, it was not English, was it? Oh. Was I it? thought it was. I thought he Am was I being talking racist? about how everyone gets killed. Oh. that. Oh, but before wasn't... Oh, no, that was <laughs> the other guy. The other guy was speaking Polish, I thought. I think I was assuming it's Polish, but I can't really pick that out. It's Eastern European. Right. That's what we're uh, I'm... Anyhow. They're just real loud. I think it's because they're all older. <laughs> so they can't, they can't hear each hear other. Each other. Um, um, we're not far from... What was I talking about? <laughs> I don't. Know I have I no idea. We lost we our really train of thought. We really need a rewind function or a stenographer. No, we need a Josh. We need a Josh that is like taking notes, and then he can. We can be like, "What did we just talk about?" And then he's like, "Obviously, this." Here you go. Let me help you out. Right? We yeah. need a producer. We need. Yeah. We'll get there. A way for this podcast to make us money so that we can afford. A producer? The breakfast that we just ate. <laughs> well, we can do... I mean, that's obviously an option. We can we can at any time decide to do the, like, patron. Patreon? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that you've got to we just still prove got, yeah, we gotta necessary. Get, yeah, we got to get further and on. And we're so not necessary right now. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to be necessary. I don't know. <laughs> um, Since we obviously yeah. can't control our surroundings when trying to record on location. Do you guys like these episodes where we're on location? I feel like most people liked the other, the ones we've done previously that yeah. are live or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it probably seems a lot louder to us than it will on the recording. I'm just so hyper aware of extraneous well, noises. Well, I think once it gets loud enough that I'm distracted from talking to you, yeah. then I'm like, okay, well, that's got to be loud if yeah. I'm aware, if I'm like looking over, like, what's happening? <laughs> um, the traffic light got fixed. That's good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dead. I just realized that, like, I do have to pay attention to the time to what because time is? my mom is coming in yeah. on a train and I should be home for when she, like, gets to my and apartment. She'll sit on the curb. It's fine. Steve's there, I think. Oh, there you go. He'll, you'll make him entertainer for. <laughs> um, and I won't say anything more because she's so close to figuring out how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if my dad even knows I'm doing this. I'm. Um, I'm sure he does. Why would he know? Have I told him? I am don't I? Know. Am I like, Dad? You know, I'm going to tell you about something that you don't. He should know, about. know you're doing it, but listen to it. Why? Oh, he definitely doesn't listen to it. See, I keep telling my mom like, it'd be boring. Yeah, oh yeah, he would be so bored. Why? Yeah. 
He'd also be like emailing in, like, let me give you some accounting advice. Oh, we could have him on. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. I would love to have my dad on. It'd be amazing. For we should totally do that. Stuff. Oh my god. Okay, when he comes into town, which will probably not be until next spring, uh-huh. we'll, we will definitely he have my dad on. Like, oh my god. Little notes. Oh my god. It'd be advice. amazing. He's a genius. I mean, he he. He's financial. Like, I, I would give anything to have a tenth of the financial knowledge that he has. Me too. Yeah. Like, lit- literally. I mean, he... And he got it from his father, my grandfather, who was, like, a self-made man who built his own construction company from nothing. Interesting. And was, like, completely... Com- is completely why I'm an entrepreneur. Like, it's in my blood from him. Like, my dad always... when I, When I first started the business was, like... Oh, this is like, like very nervous and like not thrilled about the idea because he was scared for me. But then also like, well, your grandfather did this, and this is why you're. This is obviously where you got it from. Hmm. And my grandfather, my grandfather was the one that gave me the money when I first started my business. That like paid for my first website and like got my shit off the ground because he was. I'm assuming he was like, I know what you're. You know. This is gonna be tough. So uh-huh. here's here's some help. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> so I'm just glad that I haven't gone out of business in 13 years. Yeah, I mean we're talking about all this depressing closing business shit. And yeah, I think it is interesting. I've definitely talked to a few people since starting the podcast, uh-huh. where st- several people have said like that they feel better hearing that. Like, they both feel better and worse that they are hearing people who've been in business for over a decade still, like, struggling. Like, it feels good on the one hand because it's like, oh, my God, I'm not... I'm I'm in the same... This is not something that is foreign to people. Even people who I see as, like, doing well are actually still, you know, think about things and worry about stuff and try new things and experiment and... But then on the other hand, they're like, it also makes me kind of terrified that, like, you know, you do... I mean, I remember being one or two years into my business and thinking, like, someday when this business is 10 years old, I won't I won't have to worry about anything. I'll, I'll have employees, and I'll have a salary, and I'll have a space, and I'll, everything will be easy. And then you realize pretty quickly that's not true. I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, from the businesses that I follow on Instagram, it seems like things do take off for other people, and yeah, they struggle maybe in a different way. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, there is a certain amount of, like, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, you and I are kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. Like, yeah. there's a certain level that I'm sure people who just followed us superficially online mm-hmm. were like oh I had no idea of this and I had no idea of this and like you know probably maybe looked at us like oh these two ladies have their shit together and like they're you know making tons of money and have no problems like the way we look at other people yeah I mean if this were a year ago I'd be stressed about something else which was not being able to keep up with stuff at all and feeling like I was missing out on making money opportunities and now I'm just trying to um, actually like meet those money making opportunities yeah. because I kind of can now yeah. but I also have to make twice as much money as yes. I used to. Yeah. So now it's just a new a new thing I'm yeah, stressed think, about. Yeah, you kind of I mean that's kind of what happens though. Like I I think about where I was in the year before the store opened which was 2009 and looking back on it I was financially in the best situation I'd been in for the for the entirety of my business, which is why I was able to open the store. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like terrified and like like I was making it maybe potentially making a huge mistake and like what if this all fails and I was super stressed about it and then it turned out great it tur- like it worked out fine but that's not to say that throughout that entire seven years of that store being open I wasn't terrified and stressed out and constantly questioning my decisions because I was but now looking back on it I'm like no you did great like you did fine and like what were you worried about and it's I think 
I think you had your shit together. And but currently, I'm like, oh, this is the most crazed I've ever been. This is the most stressed out I've ever been. But I think I think that's the way when you're in it, when it's current and it's sitting on you, of course you feel like this is the most stressed you've ever been or the most worried you've ever been or the least money you've had or whatever because you're in it. You you have no perspective on it because it's currently happening to you. And so I try to like think about Do you want more coffee? I'm good. Thank you. Like, I think there's a certain amount of... I I often try to think, okay, what would my six months from now self... Like, where where's that person at? And aren't I going to look back at my current feelings and go, what were you worried about? It's fine. Just do the work. And so I'm co- I'm constantly trying to be like, okay, so a year from now, if I'm, if the, like, what do I want? Do I want that storefront that's still sitting empty on Irving Park that I can't oh stop thinking God. about? Oh my God, you've been talking about it for a while. Or does that make me nauseous? Mm-hmm. Or do I, or like, when I think about the money that would have to be spent on that storefront, and I think... Um, I could totally refinish my attic and make it into the studio of my dreams for literally the same amount of money, probably less. Doesn't that make me feel, doesn't that excite me more than the storefront? Yes, it does. And so then, like, when I can kind of picture, like, what my future self wants, it makes my current self feel a little less anxiety, because I'm like, okay, clear, like, clearly you just answered your question. Don't worry about that storefront. Don't worry about... What that you're missing out on something because you don't care about that. You're you just told yourself that theoretically you would be happier doing this than this. So let it go. I like to make actual pro con lists for oh yeah stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's I should probably me. do that. Um, make a lot of big decisions and I like doing pro con lists for other people yeah um, I did one for Steve maybe that's a new was <laughs> a service you offer five dollars five dollars I'll make you you tell me your problem you tell me the two options yeah so like, and I'll make you a pro con list Steve's like real ornery and doesn't like doing anything of that nature yeah. Um, yeah. so basically I just um, kept asking him questions and got him to talk yeah. for like, I don't know, a half an hour and I had my columns and I just started said writing things. You were like, this is a good one? Because I couldn't get one. him to focus in on the pro-con. Yeah. It was for um, leaving his job or keeping his job. Yeah. Um, and then I just handed it to him afterward like, and it was obvious is longer. and it was just from him yeah. talking and not having to come up with these finite yeah. I mean, things. I will say that I'm a person that tends to look at the like the people online who are like making bullet journals and making goals lists and making, you know what I mean and I'm like yeah. what is this but then there is I mean you don't have to specifically do those things you can do your own way of that kind of thing but it yeah. it's it is super helpful especially when you're a business like you have to remember that just because you're little and you're maybe you're one person you should still have elements of your business that you run like you're a giant corporation. Mm-hmm. A giant corporation, the CEO of that giant corporation, that dog's amazing. I like its spot. Yes. Yeah, a dog just walked by. It's super cute. I realized that... Oh, that was a different episode. Never mind. I just, like, <laughs> randomly said, dog! And, dog. like, that was it. And... I do that all the time. Um, but, uh, like, a CEO of a company doesn't just wake up in the morning and just, like, show up at work and be like, I don't know what we're doing today. I don't... Oh, what, like, they they think about their sales goals for the year. They look at sales reports. They have meetings with their team. And if your team is you, then have a meeting with yourself. I feel like I do And that. sit down and yeah, make some notes day. and write some shit down. And, like, ha- like, if you're feeling really stressed, like, I just talk to someone that I won't mention their name because it's not anybody's business that they're struggling but like a friend of mine who's a maker that's like having a really hard time right now and whatever it is like it's a pile of things that just came down on her all at once and she texted me like she basically texted me and said like 
I, I want to quit everything. Tell me that I'm crazy. Like I want, like I just want to like shut the business and stop doing this. Tell me that I'm crazy. And I and I was like, you're you're crazy. I literally want to quit what I'm doing like at least once a month, if not more often than that. And it's like you you do have to sit down and kind of check in with yourself and be like, what do I want out of well, this? Or what are the alternatives right. to this? And do I still want to choose and will they, this And will the alternatives that? relieve the thing that is stressing you out? Because maybe, I mean, like, this doesn't apply to who you're talking about um, necessarily. But I think that for some people, you know, maybe you're not crazy. Maybe this isn't it. Right, and that's the thing is, like, you have to ask yourself those questions. Like, it's okay. It's okay to want to quit. Yeah. Everyone does. And maybe mean. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. I I shut my store. It doesn't, like, I chose Yeah, don't be afraid of quitting, for sure. Like, you're you're allowed to not do what you're doing anymore. You're allowed to completely revamp what you're doing. You're allowed to start from scratch. You're allowed to keep doing everything exactly the way you're doing it now because that's what works even though people are criticizing you for not changing like but I think it's important to make to make lists like do that like make a pro and con list like make if you are thinking about something if you're like I don't have enough space in my workspace and I'm thinking about renting a studio start making a list what how would that help you how does that help you and how does it hurt you does it cost more money but would your sales increase? Yeah. Does it make you work more efficiently? Or does it actually distract from what you're doing? Does it, you know, like... I think all of those things... It's helpful to get it out of you. Because if you don't, you start to just spin around in a circle in your head. I'm doing this right now. I'm doing this right now with my own products. Where... On a daily basis, I completely change my mind about what I'm doing. Like, the focus, I'm like, some days the priority is making new products. Some days the priority is purging old products. Some days the priority is um, just taking what I have and making a wholesale catalog. Some days the priority is um, taking photographs of all my custom work and putting that online. And then other days I'm like, maybe I don't want to do custom work anymore. Like, it's... No, if, I, if I could focus better on that, and also my my biggest problem is the conflict, but also cooperation of Orange Beautiful and Show of Hands. Right. Like, when am I neglecting one for the other? Can I have a business where I'm doing both? Does one always have to fall to the wayside, or do they help each other? And how why, And how do I make that happen? Well, I always assumed you would get Orange Beautiful sort of, like, um, automated, yes. if you will. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Orange Beautiful was back at the point... If, it, if Orange Beautiful was back at the place it was pre-store... I, that's where I would that's that would be a fully efficient way of just like having inventory packaged the way it needs to be packaged fulfilling orders yeah. taking getting new wholesale clients doing a marketing plan planning um, your designing time yes, around show of exactly hands. because those yeah. things are all completely within my control and can be done at any time I'm yeah. not they're not based around a season or an event or um, a store schedule um, but I'm not I'm not back to that place yet. I have to get back to that place, and then I feel like the two things will run side by side without any problem. So it's like that that stress of doing both of the things. And and I will say I'm I am currently so I'm working part time at Roner to because Josh has put in his notice at his job that he's not going to be working at anymore, and so like Michelle. I'm now going What's to be the, the breadwinner. <laughs> um, and so that's super stressful. Yeah. But at the same time, yes, like, over? one day... Oh, my goodness. We have a new yes, loud talker. <laughs> I just realized how... I don't talk really loud. Yeah. Well, some people wow. just really, really talk loud. Yeah. Like this lady that's at the table across from us. Well, we have to wrap it We're up. We're going to have to wrap it up. What was I talking about? 
Oh, right. So Josh quitting his job. I mean, so to 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 be totally honest, like I've had that moment where I get up in the morning and I know that my boss at my new part-time job is literally like, if you want to work here full-time, I have the hours for you, and I would love for you to work here full-time. And I'm just like, holy shit, that like that's amazing and also just mortifying to me because it's like. I'm not gonna stop doing Orange Beautiful, mm-hmm. but I I would be lying if I said it wasn't tempting mm-hmm. to just like the days that I'm feeling stressed to be like, you know what? Fuck all of this. Like I could keep doing Show of Hands and just fuck Orange Beautiful, and now I have a full time job where I'm getting a nice paycheck and I can pay for my eight hundred dollar a month health insurance bill. Like that I mean, sounds great. You, you fucking could, <laughs> or if you didn't, I could care anymore. Right. And that's the thing. And so I feel like sometimes people get really stressed and fall into that pit of like, you know what, fuck this, I'm, this is, it's easier to just quit. Like, wait, wait that feeling out a little bit. Like, don't, don't make rash decisions based on how stressed you are. But also, like, don't be afraid of quitting something that doesn't make you happy yeah, anymore. If, if in another month I'm just like, this is clearly not what's going to happen, yeah. well then maybe I revisit that idea and that maybe that becomes a reality because guess what at the end of the day like your life is your life and like your business is not your life um <laughs> like mine you, is but you should <laughs> but you shouldn't be if you were not ha- if you were in a position where you were like I don't know if this is working out oh no I mean you're I, not in that position my business is the only thing I care about you know, like I want it to be. What about your husband? <laughs> I said thing, not people. Oh, got it. <laughs> um, that did I cover that well enough? Well, so um, I mean, I will say, like, I I fully care about my business, and I fully care about Orange Beautiful and Show of Hands pretty equally. Mm-hmm. Orange Beautiful probably more so because it's my baby. Um, but at the same time. There is also part of me that's like, I want Josh to be able to to pursue his music, mm-hmm. and if that means if that means me putting some stuff on the back burner so that he can do what I've been able to do for the last fifteen years, yeah. then guess what? That that is more important to me. And we were sort of in that situation too, where I mean, we've had to sacrifice a lot of stuff. Yeah. So that Steve's not working this shit job that he hates. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I I wanted Josh to do what he wants to do, you know, yeah. like, and and I don't want money to be the reason that he doesn't. Yeah. But same rule applies to Orange Beautiful. Like, if Orange Beautiful is going to put me in the poorhouse and make us not able to like pay our mortgage, mm-hmm. well, that's just stupid. But the reality is, is like, that's not, that's not the case. The case is, it's not like I've been trying to push Orange Beautiful back into wholesale for two years and it's just not happening. I've been doing it for like six months. Oh, okay. And, and not really. You know what I mean? Like, and not really. So like, oh, so now we got Loud Tigers and Silverware more again. Um, we might seriously have to stop recording now. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're at an hour three. Yeah, I think we're good. And, and what have we really been talking about? Our personal issues? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot. We like to talk about our personal issues. It's getting way too loud. It's stressing me out. Yeah. And I feel like my phone's off and I should be Your mom is like, I'm on your porch. Yeah. I need to yeah, pay attention to life, I guess. Whatever. Life. <laughs> I think we should both go home and make pros and cons lists about something that we're stressed out about. Um, yeah. I mean, it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I have Making to go home lists. and make the floor plan for show of hands. Oh, I thought you were going to... Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to Archer's Drive X first to okay. take some measurements. And then floor plan. Cool. 
Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. We're sorry about all the background noise. Hopefully Josh can diminish most of it, and you guys won't even know why we're so upset. I think that's what happened last time. Right? So. When yeah, we, we were should like, probably, was really loud. going to say, stop, yeah, apologi- stop yeah. apologizing. Stop for, acknowledging it, yeah. and then you won't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Um, well, so usual stuff. You know where to find us. Yep. Just Google Pancake Town, and you'll find a million things that you can do. Do we come um, up in Google? I'm sure we do. Why I haven't Googled we? us. Okay, we'll both, everybody Google us right now and see what comes up. Yeah. Hopefully no porn sites. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you don't like that? Um, no, I just got gross images in my We're not head entirely sure when pancakes, so. this episode is going to air, so we shouldn't really reference yeah. anything. Nope. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. You always can email us at pancaketownpodcast at gmail.com and tell us to stop talking or stop going on location or always go on location or what your pro and con list is or what local stores you like to shop at so that they don't go out of business. Yes. Yay. More of that, please. Um, and yeah, keep, stay tuned because we'll probably at some point do like a Pancake Town meetup in yes. real life, et cetera, et cetera, we will et cetera. Do that. Yes, very soon. And there'll be a website. Or maybe this will air like the week after that's happened and this will be pointless that we're talking about it. I don't know. It's kind of fun not knowing yeah. when this is going to air. It's like we're messing with the space-time continuum. Yes. <laughs>